Chantel Leeson, and I'm watching you on the Lake Forest Podcast. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest on Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we are thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C., and shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. John Leeson, welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you you are a Lake Forest resident, is that correct? I've been in Lake Forest since the early 90s. Check the box. Okay, we will check, continue. Check the box. Good Lake Forester. Uh, Chantel and I know each other as well, and I'm glad to uh, to see her be on, uh, on the show with her. Yeah, Thank you. Our... Good to see you. Welcome, Chantel. We met at uh, Duffer's, that, that, that event that Randy had, uh, Randy Tack had, uh, during the campaign at, at Duffer's. That's, uh, okay. I think my wife and I met you where you were by the uh, appetizer table, as I recall. I remember eating munchies. <laughs> I remember yeah. that. We talked about our kids. My daughter's yes. in Grand Lake Forest High yes. School. Great story about your daughter. Wonderful. Yeah. So she was a high school cheerleader, and she did the business incubator. She, she was one of the five national finalists for that. Ooh. And she finished her last exam yesterday at school. So um, can I brag on my kid for a second here? You just did. Keep, keep going. She's at the University of Paris, Dauphine. So she's been in France. And so uh, she finished her exam yesterday. She's taking off for Amsterdam tomorrow and then on the Ibiza, Spain uh, after that and then on to Morocco. So, you know, that's what school's all about. Wow. Right? World traveler. Well, you know what? When they go to school, and she's in a program that's called a full immersion. So in full immersion, you go to school in Europe for an entire year. She's at the University of, um, she's at Carleton University in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And they have a pilot program where they send them abroad for a full year. So um, it's, you know, spend your parents' money type of program. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I sent, a, uh, I sent a, uh, a child off to uh, Europe for a year in college too. So yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's a fun Sounds point. like a great experience though for her. So it is it's a fun point. And I some people are saying that college is not worth it because there's not a lot of opportunity after the kids graduate. I, I say to anyone who says that, get off of that one. Yeah. School yeah. is worth it. You yeah. need to get away from home. You need to go and discover <clears throat> yourself. You need to act up. You need and you know, let's let's face it, it's all about having some beer. 
Yeah. <laughs> and if you're having a glass of wine, they need to be able to do that with their friends and not feel guilty about it or sneak in the house. It's called you know, get a job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I think I think we're all going to be. What's your What's your daughter's name? Uh, or you, Jennifer. You know, Jennifer Leeson. I think we're all going to be working for Jennifer one day. She's going to be our boss. It sounds like she's got a great career ahead of her. So, well, you know, this proud. is this is a very active debate uh, as to whether college, liberal arts colleges, are worthwhile or not, or whether uh, people should be more vocational in their education. Uh, yeah, I, I've always been a believer in liberal arts education. I think it's helpful that you learn a variety of things which may not have any direct vocational benefit. Uh, but then worry about uh, learning a profession, learning a uh, job uh, after college, uh, because it's important to have a basic knowledge and broad knowledge uh, of cultural issues, of uh, history, of chemistry, of all kinds of different topics that you may never use again, but sometimes they pop up in times when you don't necessarily expect them. Even uh, even art history questions uh, occasionally come up in conversation, and it's helpful to know. You don't know, get me going. Don't get me going, guys, on the education. Education is decentralized now. All you need is proctors. All you need to do is have somebody prove that you 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 know what the information is. Don't get me going on that, Chantel. Before we digress even further, could you? We have a lot of new people moving into the area, and this is the first time you're on the show. Can you give us your background, please? You've been in, in town since the early 90s. You're in the podcast business, too, of sorts. Well, uh, I'll tell you what it is. I um, I have a podcast show now. It's called Money Talk Viewpoint. And I started the show because I am in the financial services business. I was a financial advisor, and I've been in that business for uh, more than 25 years, maybe 27 years. And I've worked for several large investment firms. And the difference is that I, now I specialize in family office. And family office is more of a concierge practice for the ultra high net worth. Now, they're, they're, I'm going to break family office into three different tiers. There's the single family office, which is about $100 million and above, you know, you know that level, because they, they need a whole team of professionals and it costs a ton of money. And it's more than just investments. It could be for anything. It, it could be getting private tickets to the right seats and whatever, or a private jet. In fact, the, I have a speaker coming on tomorrow the private jet service, but it's also their investments, their legal, their financial, their accounting, all the things that, people, that a wealthy family needs is done through the family office. Then there's a second tier called a multifamily office, and that's what maybe not 100 million, but 50 million or 25 million. That's what that group is for. And then last but not least is virtual family office. And virtual family office, I'm going to call it for the upstarts because you get these people that are you know, upstarts in the technology industry or or influencers like myself coming up the ladder and coming into a lot of money, but they still need to have someone to advise and guide them on ways to protect not their assets for for for, for, you know, for, for the long haul. And I'm gonna use another good example are sports athletes. Because athletes come out of nowhere. And I, I I'm gonna use the example of um Shaquille O'Neal talked about this when he first started mm -hmm. making money. He bought a sports car for himself. Then he bought one for his father. Then he bought one for his mother. And his banker called him in and says, you know, you got to pay the IRS too. He didn't know about taxes. So they had to retrain him on how to invest his money so they'd have money that uh, will last. So that's what I do. So I created, I created the talk show, Money Talk Viewpoint, because it's a marketing platform and it's a networking group for financial professionals. We also get, um, I work with another company that gets us uh, TV interviews. So if you're a financial professional, you get to be famous by being on a TV talk show. My goal is to compete with Oprah 
and become the talk show specialist in the family office area. So Chantel, being in Lake Forest since the 90s, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of guys on, we get crit criticized because, you know, it's just guys talking and, you know, we have our point of view and, you know. You've been we, criticized? Yeah, 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 we have, we have. Um, and, but we did meet some great people last night at the uh, caucus executive uh, vote. Uh, again, that's where we saw Chantel and you're very active, Chantel. What? Uh... So, and I also went to the debate. Yeah. And you know what? I, I I will tell you about politics. I um I have some relatives in politics. I'm cautious how I say this. Uh, based on what the, yeah, you're I'm on the wrong that. podcast, lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought about even joining the caucus. So I think that I would add a little bit of a definite, a different dimension to the to the to caucus. What do you think? I, I'm in favor of it. Oh, we got my vote. The boxes. The caucus, but if you're a Lake Forest voter, you're a member of the caucus. Don't tell whatever right. you're yes, running you mean, for. You I'm voting get for on you. the 43 uh, person <laughs> uh, board. Uh, yeah, I think you should try that. Yes. I, I I don't keep up with everything. Sorry to tell you that, but it would it would get me involved, and I would like to introduce more things than what's going on in local government to people in the community. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to everything. You know, we got to play tennis first. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go well, jogging. And, and shopping well, and pickleball. Pickleball is the new pickle thing. Pickleball. Yeah. Oh, yes, pickleball. <laughs> I still haven't that's seen that's pickleball that's played. That's I'm that's looking forward to it. Making sure you got enough pickleball courts out here to play. Well, but, Chantel, but, you're 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 speaking to thousands of people right now. What's the one thing you the, the, the people should know that you you'd like to get out there? You know, I think that um, I think I, okay. Back to school. I think schools very important. What we can do for the schools is very very important. I like. The, I think that schools should have more programs that involve children in the real world. And I, I like the fact that my daughter did the business incubator. So she learned about marketing and she learned and she, they did a videotape of her, but she also learned that there, there's a lot of work involved in what you do. And school is a good training ground to get the fundamentals, but I think we need to add more into our education system to get them to, to understand the real world. And nobody, everybody's not going to like you. And it's not going to be, everybody's not going to agree with you. And your ideas are not going to always sell. That kids need to know that, and they yes. need to know that that some of the stuff that goes on in the workplace is not always very nice. And uh, so, it, it, there's no there's no hiding place. And when you jump off of that platform that you're protected in school, there's another world out there, and it goes on forever. It's for the next 30, 40 years of your work life. So find something you like to do. You're going to probably change careers several times in your life. So you need to learn several different things that are going to be benefiting you over time. But I think school is a very important issue and need to add more to it to make it more realistic of what children are learning. They need to learn about income tax returns. They need to learn that you have Personal to be... finance, Chantel. Speak it, sister. Yes. Why don't they make that mandatory? They yeah, think that they make it mandatory. They, they, need to, they need to learn. They need to understand. Them. You know, a lot of people don't trust, don't trust their financial advisors. I'm a trustworthy oh. one. But they need to understand their finances. They need to know that money does run out and there's not a mom and dad's going to pay all your bills for you. You'll be paying your own car note. You're paying your own rent. You'll be, and you, and you, you're going to have relationships and your spouse is going to run through all your money. You need to know all of this in advance. You need to know some of this, at least, as you prepare to enter to the real world. So we need to prepare our children for the real world. We need to do a better job of how we prepare them for it. It's not just about theory. Does the high school have a, a class in financial financial literacy? Um, elective. It's an elective. 
That's good. Uh, it should be a mandatory. Mandatory. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody. Back, way way back in the in the '90s, I was on a school board in Niles Township, Niles District 219, and this was something I was I I, I mean it was like Chantel wrote my speeches back then because I was saying the same thing. We need, you know, it's great that we have English and it's great that we have. Um, you know, foreign language and all the other stuff in there, but there needs to be every single person is going to go out in the real world and and be something somewhere in the economy. And there's that we really don't train kids for this. They have some electives, and we had a business ed teacher that was really really good back in the day. Uh, uh, Pete Christie was also the basketball coach. Scoo Walker might remember him, but um, uh, uh, but they were all electives. And so most kids would go through and they'd have no clue about basic things like balancing a checkbook and how to invest. And as you said, setting aside the money for taxes, because the um, that was a great example you had with Shaq of uh, spending the money uh, and not realizing, whoa, it come April 15th or April uh, 18th this year, um, you got you got to pay the IRS and, and the Illinois Department of Revenue. So I, I I'm all on that 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 there needs to be a, a mandatory course on consumer finance and if something else has to be set aside to do that we'll probably have to do that because um, I don't care who you are whether people, you're rich poor or anywhere in yeah. between you're going to be out in the hard way. world and have to deal with money people are always learning it the hard way they're learning it by uh, going bankrupt, they're losing. They're learning it by taking out too many credit cards, running up a lot of credit card debt, uh, and then finding that they cannot pay that. Uh, and you pay that minimum balance, you pay that forever. So, Chantel, what? Yeah. What? Why don't the schools do this? You think? Let, let's let's look at Lake Forest. You got what? Fourteen hundred kids. They just got their hundred and five million, and it's like going to the small restaurant that has a menu that's twenty pages long. Should you know, they focus on the basics? I, wait, I, I think I think that you should have the basics, but they should add in the realities. I think that what happened is we look at our system of education. It was based on uh, an industrialized economy a century ago, and to teach people how to follow orders and and prepare to, to follow rules in the workplace. We haven't moved the system of education up to make people think for themselves on their feet. There's, there's a world out here that these kids, my, my daughter calls it the Lake Forest bubble. And I correct her, I said, every environment is a bubble. If you live in the hood, that's a bubble. If you live in Lake Forest, that's a bubble. It's just that there yeah. are different bubbles. You need to know how to move from bubble to bubble. And so you need to understand that if, if you do have a job issue and you need to go to another job, don't be afraid to take something that's not as high just to keep yourself an income stream till you get back where you're going. Don't be afraid to take extra classes to learn something new. And I, I will add one other thing. There needs to be other levels of education. We need to not look down on the trades. We don't have trade schools anymore. They don't teach trades in school yeah. anymore. My father had a plumbing business. Well, he, well, you know what? My dad had a plumbing business, an HVAC business, home renovation business, painting business. <laughs> he still went to state, became a chief engineer for the University of Chicago hospitals, but he still had all these businesses. We had all kinds of people in and out of our company because... We all went to private schools. He had to pay tuition. <laughs> so that's the reality. Yeah, right. If you're going to pay credit card bills, earn money to pay them. So we're oh. not, we have to get kids to the real world. I don't care which bubble you live in. You need to learn how to cross bubbles 
because you don't know where you're going to be in life. You need to know how to get along with different kinds of people. And I'm when shy, you're talking about the trades, when you're talking about the trades today, these are highly sophisticated jobs: uh, plumbing, operating engineers, um, uh, all electrical. Oh, yeah, these are these are very complicated jobs. This is not just something where you just pick up a hammer and start whacking away. And they're good paying jobs. Yes. And yes, and in, and in this and in today's economy, you can really write your own ticket if you if you get these skills because a lot of I mean, there's an employee shortage everywhere lately. I mean, going to any restaurant or store and you'll see it firsthand. But the trades are really like yes. like Chantel said, the unsung thing we had dr griffin on dr bill griffin on from uh, college of lake county done. and um i'm sure he'd have a lot to say about that because i think you can learn some of that stuff at clc the community colleges yeah under, yeah. under yeah, valued very, very vital college of lake county easily the the largest educational institution in the county a vital component uh, of bringing up children, uh, kids young adults and teaching them how to make a living uh you know it, it seems like from 2000 plus, uh, uh, all the kids wanted to become programmers. They all want to become, you know, computer engine, computer programmers. Uh, nobody wants to become a plumber or electrician a, um, uh, or other uh, trade. And yet, we, and now we have a, a huge uh, shortage of people who can do that. And they're, you know, they're, they are making good money for it, but it is hampering the economy. I think that we have a shortage of uh, uh, construction. Uh, skilled construction uh, workers. And well, you have to get people that want to work. Well, you know, other things too, that no matter what, you always need to have your toilet if it could breaks down. You need someone to fix something for lights to go out in the house that you can't fix. There are certain things about the trades that people forget about that are we need them as much as we need a doctor. And we need to make those things look like they're a, an opportunity for people. If we, I think we're presenting them in the wrong light. Because a lot of people are building businesses on those and making a, a fortune and doing very well at it. But if we present it in the wrong light, in, in, in the, if you present it in the wrong way, kids think I would yeah. waste my time doing that. And yet that's not the way to present anything. Every job is necessary. I, believe it or not, I appreciate going through the, the, the drive through and getting my Starbucks. I don't want to work there, but you know, I appreciate going there to do that. We forget the value of every little job that that puts our society together. And we need to make those jobs look valuable and not look down on them. I think it's what happens in our society. We look at, if, if you're not a Wall Street person, and I've worked in the investment firm, it sucks sometimes, but people think, that, oh my God, she's a VP for XYZ. Yeah, fine, but what I put up with, you wouldn't believe. We need everything. We need every job. We need to value every job and not look down. And we need to teach Chantel, our Chantel, you're, you're talking to Dr. Montgomery right now. You're talking to Aaron uh, Reinhardt. Wine, the, the principal, Leinert, Leinert, <laughs> okay? She's They're all watching right now, and we're going to fix the curriculum at the school. In in priority, personal finance, I'm going to throw out a couple things here. Uh, critical thinking, right? Pri prioritizing. Like Second City, ad-libbing, we say thinking on your, you know, how to deal with a, 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 a unfamiliar situation and dealing with it and, you know, coming out of it. Okay, that's three classes. I, I'm waiting for some some more. What else we got? <laughs> I like, I like this. You know, I like what you're putting together. I think we should present it to the school board. I really the, do. The, yeah, you, well. You need, it. You need it. Like, not only the critical skills, but people need to know how to handle themselves and not lose their composure in a bad situation. You don't have to always get violent or angry. 
You can still have a, they need that needs to be taught. I mean, or, or or you shouldn't explode. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have to explode. You can you can get angry without exploding. They need that. That is a, those all all behaviors learned. We don't think about that, but all behaviors basically learned. We, there's nothing out of the box. You, you you learn it from observation. You learn it from your environment, or it's taught to you. But we can teach children how to be better at relating to one another and how to communicate. That's important in our lives. What about mental health? Kids, in, especially in grade school, okay, we're going to leave the high school. Let's go to the you know deer path now. Kids early on, they, they can learn how to respond to stress, stressors, just by breathing, what whatever. Just know that, hey, you have this situation coming up. You can deal with it this way, or you can you know have a tantrum. Because if you're going to let kids mess around with technology, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that, Chantel. When should we let kids you know, compare their lives to somebody else's on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, uh, self-worth to know that, you know what, I, I don't care what the other person says, you know, I'm valued, I'm valued. How would you do that in, in the grade schools or, or is it possible? It I think it, I mean, you need to, we need to teach that because it, it always get it at home. I taught my daughter a couple of things. Um, I taught her the breathing technique because she gets stressed out when she's taking exams. I, I, I go through it. I tell her if you're going to breathe, you breathe in. And I don't know if I have it right, but you breathe in slowly through your nose to the count of six, and you breathe out through your nose through the count of eight. And this other thing I teach you to do is, if nothing else, walk around the block. Hmm. Stop what you're doing and just go for what, what the walking does. It sort of balances out the right and left hemisphere of the brain. And you, and you make yourself think about nothing but the air. When you are really angry or nervous, think about air, trees, and water, nothing else, not people. Air, trees, and water, and walk around the block. That and, great. and, and we got a lot of great air, trees, and water here in Lake Forest to look at. Yes, you oh, do. you don't see the air, but um, a lot of great, beautiful trees and water here in Lake Forest. Train our kids on how to deal with their emotions. I think we start as early as kindergarten. You need to train them how to. And I learned this from a guy, I learned this from interesting. He was a day trader. He said his parents were both school teachers, and what they'd make him do was sit at his desk. He'd have to, he didn't have to study, he didn't want to, but sit at your desk, he had to sit there for one hour, no matter what. And that forced him to learn how to train his thinking. And we need to get that into children, teaching them early how to train and control their emotions. And I think we, we would cut down on some of the violence we see in our society. And it should be, an, and it, I don't care which bubble, it goes to all the bubbles. Yeah. All the bubbles need to teach children how to control their emotions. Social media has made that more important all the time uh, because now uh, people, whereas previously, uh, you, if you wanted to say something nasty to somebody uh, uh, 50 years ago, you might write them a letter, uh, but you might also write the letter and, and people often did this, write the letter and then tear it up afterwards, uh, which was a very good therapeutic uh, method. But now you write the email or you write the social media post, the Facebook or Instagram post, and you hit send. And boom, it's gone. Uh, it has made it far too easy for people to vent their emotions uh, in ways that are just not productive. I, yeah. I don't have personal experience. <laughs> you and me both. Same here. <laughs> not me. I, I've, had, I've got the reputation. <laughs> yeah, people are saying what they want to say online so they can hide behind it. But it's how you. It's not just what they say. It's how you react. We have to teach people how not to react to it because I mean, people will tear you down, destroy your reputation, rip off everything they can, and because they can sneak behind the internet to do it, and and 
sneak behind a false identity to do it. But you have to, we have, then we have to train our society how to do it, starting with our children, how to handle you, because you, you can't react to everything. And I think that the kids harm themselves when they let people tear them down. And you have to help the teacher. When, when it has to start, and I think it has to start in kindergarten. If you can't start at home, start it in the school. Because school is a controlled environment and you can teach everything, even behavioral dynamics in school. Where, where do the parents come in on this? Oh, well, they, you know, they're working. They, they point at the teachers, say it's their fault. And then the teachers point at the... Somebody's got to take whole, responsibility. You know, it's, it's a whole social order. It's parents and it's children. But the difference is in a school environment, that's a controlled environment. Family is too, but you know, a different type of control, whatever, out of control. But a school is a controlled environment and you can we need to train our teachers how to train and teach differently. We, we it's not it's no longer just rote memory and reading and memorizing the constitution and your ABCs and whatever else. You also need to teach emotional um management, not control, emotion, man, how to manage emotions. EQ. How yeah. to manage our emotions, how to diversify how you work. Uh, what was the other taxes? Taxes and financial education. What were the other things? Ad libbing, thinking on your feet. Ad libbing. You know. <clears throat> right. So this is the launch of of Chantel's uh, campaign for Lake Forest High School Board of Education in twenty twenty five. Okay. Right. Well, then I'll run for it. <laughs> I, I, I well, really think about getting involved more involved in in local government, and that's some of the things I'm thinking about. I'm glad I'm here because it's making. Oh, me you're you're in the right well, you're so in the right spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to be hard to cancel you, Chantel. Nobody's going to mess with you. A hot, a hot issue in town uh, with the schools is uh, the the guidance counselors are talking to the kids without informing the parents. You guys have a thought on that? Starting with Chantel, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, no, I'm not. What, what are they? What are they talking well, about? Well, they're they're. I guess allegedly, Rick. I've heard that there's been allegedly. a. a yeah. Allegedly, I, well, actually, no, I'm, always the, I'm always the legal counsel here, so I, my job is to try to rein. He just holds up a sign that says "allegedly." All, all yeah, the whole zone. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he he holds the mute button for me, but uh, <laughs> DCFS was called a higher proportionate amount of times in Lake Forest at the high school than anywhere else because whatever's going on with the counselors uh, and the kids. And the parents are pissed that the counselors aren't talking to the parents about what's going on with their kids. At first glance, that doesn't seem right. Or I, I could uh, be wrong. You well, know, I, what, what, what do we really know about this? I mean, that's I, I've seen posts on uh, Facebook, uh, as I'm sure you are. You have Pete. And that's, I think, what the source of what you're talking about. But, yeah, you know, it would be helpful to have some better uh more uh well uh some more objective statement about what actually is the school doing in connection with this i haven't seen it well maybe we start with a foia again play the foia game yeah well you know and, and that's that you know when you're dealing with local government nowadays you know their answer to everything is oh send me a foia uh well, and, that's I, I agree. That's you know, they rather than rather than provide actual information to your constituents, uh, the answer is uh, send me a FOIA. Uh, and yeah, I, I know I've gotten that from the village of Lake Bluff uh, many times. Yes. Well, should should the counselors clue in the parents what's going on with their kid? I would I I vote yes. I yeah it's common I, sense. Unless the kid's getting abused, and then I guess that's the, well. I was just about to say. Let me former school board 
alleged school board member here. There isn't an easy answer to these things. It's not a hard yes or a hard no, because each situation is different. There are times where getting a parent involved can be uh, more detrimental than helpful. Um, unfortunately, in any community, I don't care about income or, or, or any of the other factors, there are unfortunately domestic issues that go on in some homes that are uh, beyond awful. So, um, you know, it's a tough thing. And, you know, these counselors, I, I, I don't know the counselors there and, and everything, but I think at the end of the day, they want to do what's best for the kids. I hope they do. Mm -hmm. hope so that. they're kind of, you know, they have to make and, and their plate is full with a lot of stuff. And it's little things like kids being late to class and somebody throwing uh, a paper airplane up to very, very serious problems. And so they've got to balance that. And um, so sometimes there's judgment calls on that. So I don't think there's a I don't think there's a hard and fast answer. It's too easy to say they should always be involved or it's too easy to, to take the other side and say they should never be involved. It's it's a give and take. And you know, who the arbiter of, of that is. Um, I don't know the answer to that, if it should be a, a judge or if it should be, a, you know, some impartial person. I don't know. I well, mean, I think super, the attorney, uh, but, superintendent and principal are, are the ones who would. Yeah, be, I mean, because there's, there's some tough, stops I mean, there. like I said, when I was on the board in Niles back in the 90s, uh, Niles Township, there, I mean, we had, there were some horrible, horrible stories of 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 domestic issues that kids had to go through when they went home at night um that you wouldn't w wish on on anyone and uh but at the same time you know i'm a parent i've got two teenage kids um if if my kid is causing a problem in school i'd like to know that that what happened but you know the counselor has to figure out if i'm a the good guy or the bad guy in this, and but, I think I'm the good guy. I think my most people. Joe, would this say, is like Boris, man. This isn't Pulaski and Armitage. Be. It's not sixty third, and no, but, it's but, like Boris. How can you have? But there are people. There are people. Oh, I'm sure there are people. Yeah, there are people. bad people in, a, in Lake Forest. There's, bad, there's people. You could have a billionaire, and they still could have some domestic problems that um you got to protect the kid from so right. I, you this know, is not a, this is not a factor of wealth i think this is a factor of people yeah okay you've been to Pulaski and armitage rick uh 63rd and cottage grove i have Go down there i have Go, okay not, not, recently. There for a... not recently <laughs> all right but you know so, what most of the people in most of the people in that neighborhood are good people too that unfortunately have uh, have a few bad apples in their neighborhood that make life very difficult for them. So I, I again, sure? no, I don't think you can always judge a book by its cover. I can't be. You know, okay. I think because Lake Forest, it's easier to hide because money can hide a lot. But when kids have problems, yeah. they have problems. I don't care what inco income bracket they're from. And and I don't think the kids on and the Relative. kids on sixty third and Cotton are no different than the kids over here in Lake Forest. They're still people, and if they need help, yeah. and there's no one to turn to, they need somewhere to go. Because that's what creates team suicide. They have no place to go. They can. They need to lay their shoulders. They lay their head on someone's shoulder, and feel secure. And and and, and unfortunately, I think there isn't. A, there's no easy answer on what to do and how to handle it. But we need to be able to protect children from adverse situations. And I don't care if you're a billionaire or or a dollar heir. Kids need well, to feel secure. Chantal, don't you think it's because of social media that they're comparing their situation to somebody else's and 
that's what I'm saying. If you limit that technology when when you're young, I mean, that plays a role into these kids are trying to get an identity of what they are and their identity is whoever these influences are. Don't even get me started on a Bud Light can. You have all these. (laughs) You like that? That was the dumbest issue I've ever heard. I could care less. That could be all time dumbest. Yeah. I mean, and now, and now Donald Trump Jr., is defending Anheuser-Busch because they gave donations to the Republican <laughs> Party. So anytime, look, when we got we talked about this with the bit when people were tr- threatening boycotts of local businesses here because they had a tax sign in their window. Yeah. I say this, I said this then, I'll say it again. Boycotts never work. They never work. They might work for like two weeks, but if somebody really likes Bud Light, they're yeah. gonna they're gonna wind up drinking Bud Light again. If they really like Chick-fil-A, they're gonna eat Chick-fil-A again. You know, this this stuff never ever has legs more than you know two or three weeks. Nike, all this stuff is just it's and both sides are guilty of it. I mean, the left, the right. Um, it's it it really is just a waste of oxygen when there's some really serious issues that really affect all of us, whether it's taxes and, and and some of the bread and butter issues, that this is just a distraction. And I, and at the end of the day, I think the general election voter um, could care less about the extremes of either party and some of this virtue signaling that goes. What, why is there? All right. You want to get into government? Let me run this by you, Chantel. Why the hell is there no place to put your shopping cart at Jewel? <laughs> this is this is the burning issue. You know, Pete, well, if they ever fix this problem and put one of those cart corrals there, they're going to take up. We're going to make. God forbid, the day you pass away, your tomb will be a shopping cart corral. I want to be buried in a shopping cart. That's what you need for the ashes. <laughs> we make it the the Pete Jansen's uh, corral area. I'll take my picket sign out and I'll start walking around about the shopping cart. What do you think? There's there's Okay, I call someone from the just... city needs to explain why because I would oh, yeah. think with all the nice cars that a lot of people have here in Lake Forest, right? You get a windy day and the carts start blowing around and hit people's cars. Why can't they set aside at least one or two parking spaces to be a cart corral like every other jewel you've ever seen? The jewel in Libertyville, right down the street on on Milwaukee, has the has a cart corral i think every jewel i've ever been to and and i've been to quite a few jewels over the years um the uh they and uh, and other grocery stores it's not just jewel i would think this is an issue that i think could get talked over and you know um we've we have some pretty good folks now in in elected office uh starting with the mayor but i think this is an issue that people could just have an honest discussion about and say, hey, we probably need a couple cart corrals. Um, it's just common sense. And it won't it won't detract one bit from the beautiful appearance of when they built the jewel, they knew that the parking lot was too small for the building. Uh that was a it was a public issue. It was discussed at the time. Uh, and I think they made the decision not to have cart corrals because they needed to have as many spaces as they could, because by its nature, the lot was already too small, and they already knew that Jewel customers were already going to be parking on the street and across the street. And there have been actual accidents and people hit crossing uh, Western Avenue 
um, uh, in order to uh, to bring groceries. Uh, yeah, and and the card corral was, I think, one of the um, one of the uh, casualties uh, of that whole uh, that whole uh, issue. And now I think you're going to see it where there's a dispute when Duffer's uh, customers are parking in the Jewel parking lot. I haven't seen I haven't seen a complaint yet, but I can see it's going to happen because Duffer's is obviously a popular spot. Brand new. as it should be, it's a great, it's, as a great it should spot. Be, it's a great place. I'm 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 a big supporter. Duly noted. Uh, you guys are so correct. Chantel, you're from the city, right? Yeah. Okay. Far south. I live, okay, let me clarify. The city, I live on the far, far south side in Beverly. So okay. Oh, okay. Beverly. All right. Daly. That's a safe town. Daly was Bridgeport. Yeah, like I said. So, Jules. Yeah, like you said. I called up the Jewels. I Chicago party ant. Watch Chicago I, I party. I did live downtown Jewel Chicago Beverly. in Marina City when I was when I got married. So yeah, that's the city. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Wow, you really are Lake Forest, Chantel. <laughs> Jewels said that we can't have the city won't let us have the corrals. So then I call up the city. Joyce, it's your buddy Pete again. Joyce Rita does a great job with the FOIA requests. Love you, love you. <laughs> Keeping uh, this poor lady busy. <laughs> it's a simple thing. So, well, I can't find any record of the communication. I go, come on now. Look a little bit closer. Kathy Zerniak, I know you can't come on the show, and I know you're not watching or listening, but could you help Joyce figure out why we can't have a shopping cart corral at the Jewels? You know, unfortunately, this problem may correct itself by the fact of the merger with um, between Albertsons and um, – it, uh, Safeway, uh, Kroger, 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 Kroger. So Kroger, the, the Kroger and Albert Kroger owns Mariano's in, and is a national chain. Albertsons, another national chain, owns Jewel. Mm -hmm. They're in the process of merging, assuming the federal government approves it. Those, there's a debate whether they will. But, I, you know, my fear is they'll start looking at, well, we got a Jewel here and a Mariano's here and we own both now. So... Yeah, one so of those might one. fall mm -hmm. by the wayside. So I would hate to lose. It's wonderful that we have a jewel here in town that is really convenient to get in and out of. Um, you know, you don't have to drive out to Vernon Hills or, or Libertyville to do your grocery shopping. Um, so, but uh, my fear with that is that will that the, a lot of jewels may close. Um, and I hope this isn't one of them. I mean, we saw a round of grocery store closures about 10 years ago, and a lot of communities ended up with no grocery store. So, um, you know, in the grand scheme, I, of I just want a place. I just want a place to put my cart, Joe. That said, I think they can. I, parking is a premium, as Rick said very articulately. Not that really. said, I think they could spare one or two spaces for a cart corral. The, um, you have Chantel knows you have carts scattered everywhere. You can't park because people are putting on the landscape. That's taking up more space than the in, than the corral. It was a great idea on paper, but in reality, uh, uh. That's all I'm saying. Chantel, maybe they should do what all he does, where you put the quarter in, right outside the side door when you come in. Because you know how you you throw the carts on the side door, or when you come out in the parking lot. On the street, they could put some right in that little section instead of having grass there and put a car around there. You are preaching to the choir, even though nobody from the street. Right. I think I think I think we have out, I think we have beaten this issue to death. Uh, actually, no, it, can we can we go to something that's actually uh, much a little bit more in Chantel's field, and that is yeah. 
Chantel, uh, I get these questions. And I'm sure I know you do as well because I've seen your your materials on it. Social Security. Uh, so many people. Here's something a program that we all pay into, that we all have heavily invested in, and yet the vast majority of people don't seem to understand how Social Security benefits work and when you can receive them and how and and what the different factors are that you should be looking at in deciding, okay, I'm age 62, should I be taking my social security benefits? Should I not? Um, what should I do? Um, and I, 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 I have seen some of your materials on it uh, that, um, uh, that I thought was very enlightening. I thought social security age has gone up to be able to receive it. I, 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 what happens is a staggering age yeah. of how it's Depending gone up. when you... Depending on right. what when your birth date was, it's no longer 62. It could be as high as 67. So depending upon when you were born, you may or may not qualify until later. And um, why well, do people take Social Security? Do, oh, do you, you want the government to invest or you? Pardon me? They don't know I was going to say, Chantel, do you want the government to invest? Well, the money be there, number one. <laughs> yeah, we need to have money. Well, we, we need to have money for Social Security in the future. And that's what they're worried about. Are they going to run out? I, I don't believe it's going to run out of Social Security. Con Congress will, I, I, I just think politically, Congress would, uh, from both parties, figure out a way, as they've bailed it out a couple of times over the years before. I mean, go, I remember in the 80s, they had a big deal with the Republicans and the Democrats coming together on something to extend Social Security. So I have a feeling that the Congress will, will step in. That said... You, you're going to say this much more articulate than me. People need to plan uh, their retirement uh, based off of more than just Social Security income, because if, if you're if you're going to rely 100 percent on Social Security income, that's never going to be enough to really support yourself in 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 today's world. Chantel, you got you got a college kid. They're, they're coming out, they're getting, they're, they're going to go to a company and they got that 401k and they got a match. You got any opinions on that? I, I believe in this. I believe they should have a retirement program that matches. And that's the first start of her preparing for her long-term future. She has to have money because she's going to shop. You know, when you're young, you, when you're younger, you spend a lot more money on whatever, nothing that's, that's uh, investable. But as you mature and you start looking at having a family, having a house, I think they're a little more, frugal and how they spend their money, but putting in molten, and uh, there are two different opinions on this, on maxing out your 401k, but I believe in maxing out your 401k because the rest you're going to spend. And then, but also having a savings account or not saving, but an investment account for your other assets because you have to build wealth. There's no easy way around it. You have no choice. Unless you win the lotto, you have to build wealth. You have to find a way to have other streams of income and you need to have more than one stream of income. If you depend on your job, and a lot of us do, if something goes wrong, you're very vulnerable. So you had multiple income streams. And 401k is just part of having setting aside for retirement. Shouldn't they teach that in schools also, compound interest? You know, I, I listen, I think I think some of this is taught, but I don't think this applied. They don't yeah. they don't teach it in a way that you yes, you, you probably learn compound interest on your math classes. But the problem is they don't put it into a real world context. And you have to convert education to something that people can apply. There's only so much theory you can use in the world. That theory has to be put into something that they can compare to everyday living. The best examples are the examples that people follow. 
So yeah, compound interest. I, I, there was a book about uh, that I read uh, where the guy says they're not teaching it in school. And I disagree. They're teaching it, but they're not showing how to apply it in real world. They're teaching. They're not. They're not learning. In well, my company, I money talk viewpoint, and it's a talk show just like this is for financial professionals. Uh, if you are a financial advisor, an accountant, an attorney, uh, you got a private jet service or whatever kind of services, watch my show. Uh, it is a marketing platform that will, will help you get onto a TV talk show. I'm Chantel Leeson, you know, I'm the Oprah of Lake Forest. Yes. Me that way. <laughs> the Oprah of Lake Forest. Okay. I, I just want to get her riches. I want to get as rich as her. She's so. a <laughs> I got a feeling you're close, Chantel. All right, so so government, so it starts with the caucus. What have you heard? Like, how did you learn about the caucus? How did you know to show up last night? You've been around in town. I found out from going in the Lantern, but how did you learn about things? I, I usually bypass all this stuff. But what happened is a friend of mine said, you need to get more involved. And I said, okay, fine, I'll get more involved. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that, he says, I'm going to invite you to something and because we always meet for coffee at Starbucks. He's actually a client, too. We meet for coffee at Starbucks to talk about his, his investments and so forth. He said, no, nah, rather than going to Starbucks, I'm going to invite you to come down the Duffers. And that's when I met Randy Tack. <laughs> I felt embarrassed. I didn't know who he was. I was going. And he said, you need to get more involved. I said, OK, you're right. I should. So no that's kidding. Going that's to Duffers is educational. One person told me, he said, you need to get more involved. And he said, it's not just about investments. Get involved in what's happening in the local community. He said, if we got more than nine black people in Lake Forest, I said, no, we got 12. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Ch AI, ChatGPT, is that affecting uh, you yet, Chantel? You know what? I just, I just, I mean, tell you something. I just read about, I did just, I'm just recently on AI. I'm going to use it on my talk show to market myself. So you can actually, it will teach me how to, to even more effectively monetize myself. Yeah. My only concern is that, will I be able to think in the future? I don't want to be able to think for myself. I don't want my kid not being able to think for themselves. I don't want to have AI doing her thinking for her. But if it can what help, what if it's better thinking? Stuff, well, you know, <laughs> whatever. But hey, I, I do want to use my business for my podcast for marketing. Yeah, scripts, the whole nine yards. I mean, it's how how often do you do a podcast, Chantel? About every, I meet people every week. I'll, in fact, I'll call you and have you on the podcast to talk about something oh yeah i mean the worst guest you ever had i don't know anything my wife does all the finance stuff here in our house so uh, you have her as the guest see all the money i make from the show i don't know yeah. money talk watch my show money talk Rick, i am i'm gonna watch it next I'm gonna dial it up today. i never got around to you but I want to have no, you on I'm, my I'm show. Still, I'm, Chantel, I'm always glad to, uh, to to go on with you, Ed. Although, after this experience, you may say, uh, not lesser. No, no, no. <laughs> lesser is more. No, lesser yeah. is more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Chantel, it, what's the, how's the economy? I mean, we're going into a presidential election and all this stuff. How's the economy If it, uh, uh, looking? What do you think is going to happen the next year or two with the economy? I think there's a the gross economy and there's a the personal economy. This is my belief system. We can talk about the economy all over the place, but if your personal economy is well, you're going to do okay. If your personal economy is not well, then the bigger economy affects you. And what I mean by that, I look at how some people are able to continue to generate revenue and build more revenue and build more income streams and build more businesses. And there are those who have no idea 
how to get their foot off the ground. That's who's really affected by the economy. Because those who have money will find a tax shelter or business income stream or something to build their economy. So when they talk about, I call, I call the economy cycle when they talk about investments. So they say the, the, the company's doing really well, you invest in that stock, and all of a sudden you invest in it drops. So the economy works the same way. If you have a revenue stream, if you have the wherewithal on how to build, doesn't matter what the economy does, you're gonna do well. My personal opinion. If you don't have it, you, you're gonna have problems. I think the best thing you can do is get out of that bubble and get go to the next bubble and learn something about other bubbles and your income stream. That's my thought for the day. Ladies and gentlemen. I love it. Good thought. Chantal Leeson. Thank you for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. Thank you very, very much. Whatever you run for, Chantel, you got my vote. Oh, oh we're, go. we're bringing her back. Any more hot issues, you know, you just let <laughs> us know. Come on, we're going to deal with the shopping cart. Once that's done, you're coming back, Chantel, okay? I'll come back. I'm back in the middle and talk to those guys myself about that shopping cart thing. I don't know. We're going to have to corral this group, but it's, uh, it's not easy. Hard <laughs> <laughs> corral this group. Yeah. <laughs> Chantel, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you. Chantel. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Looking for the best pool supplies? Look no further than Doheny's Pool Supplies. With a history dating back to 1967, this family-owned business offers everything families need to keep their pools clean and sparkling from chemicals to equipment. Plus, customers enjoy free shipping on all orders. Visit Doheny's Pool Supplies today at doheny.com, D-O-H-E-N-Y.com to learn more. Forest Bluff Real Estate Team serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and of course, Michelle Parnell. Get a free market analysis now at forestbluffrealestate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich, they are a cannabis cultivation center focusing on hard-to-find small-batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Gangier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Matt A., Elizabeth C., Costa, Lance, Otto, RDM, John C. And shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broadstop and Captain Mike's in Kenosha, the Greentown Tavern, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.